What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Darker Tanned Asian Podcast. I am your host, Victor, alongside my co-host, Omar and Joe. Today, we have a very special guest, Filipino martial arts master and Kambales Eskrima instructor from Hollywood, California, Guru Khalid H. Khan. Guru, welcome, and please introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Guru Khalid Habib Khan. I am one of the uh, graduated gurus from Grandmaster Angel Kabalis, founder of the Kabalis Sarada Eskrima. I studied under him from 1987 to early part of 1991. And I graduated as second level advanced instructor first and then as master guru number 13 from him and i just happened to be the last uh, student i was at his deathbed also coincidentally when i went to stockton and uh, I also when he was there i uh, he used to bring other famous masters at that time, they were studying also, and they were my instructors also. So this is a single stick eskrima. I will explain when you ask me question what the curriculum is and what happened, how I studied, and what happened after his death. Go on. Okay. Um, so Guru Khaled, I want to I wanna, uh, uh, mention how I met you. Um, so I met you... Um, through you were uh, giving classes of again uh, Sarada Eskrima um, of mar- martial arts and Sarada Eskrima was my first first exposure to traditional Filipino martial arts. Now, when I learned under you, I was able to get the essence of Filipino martial arts um, in its traditional sense, and you had provided me the uh, history and 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 background of um, Grandmaster Angel Cabales. And uh, guys, uh, Grandmaster Angel Cabales was one of the um, the fathers, yeah, uh, uh, Guru Khaled, wow. of, uh, of, the, of the Filipino martial arts in America. Now, Guru Khaled, uh, myself, uh, Joe, and uh, Omar, we are all actors slash martial artists and also into fight choreography. And uh, we, we very well much, we, we know of um, all the, uh, now Filipino martial arts and, and even yeah. uh, Southeast Asian martial arts in film today. And um, speaking of film, mm-hmm. um, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Guru, but uh, Angel, uh, Grandmaster Angel Cabales, he was one of the main influences of Guru Dan Inosanto, correct? Yes. And in fact, in Game of Death, Dan Inosanto, Master Dan Inosanto does uh, a floor drill fight with, I think, James Tien. What wow. Wow. fight. You should see. I'm gonna send you the clip. I uh, I think some of that uh, clip was edited out by Man Chow for uh, because uh, not too many people were familiar with it. But Dan Inosanto sh- showed very good Kenpo fighting and Sarada Flodil fight with uh, with James Tian. Okay. I and, remember. And, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I, I did see the uh, on-release footage on A&E with uh, 
the enter the game of death, and they showed uh, Dan um, more behind the scenes. And so I got kind of I know what you mean. You're talking about the uh, unedited footage. I mean, only to a certain extent. Yes, sir. You're right. Yeah, you are. You are speaking. You are Joe. Oh, That's no, Omar. Omar. That's Omar. Omar. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, at the end, I will show you uh, uh, the hunting, hunting version of Kabbalist, uh, and I can also uh, give you some guidance on your careers. But that will be at the end. Like, go on with your okay. questions. Okay. Yeah. And and speak, speaker of Guru Dan Inosanto, and and the reason why I mentioned him is because of his influence in in film uh, fight choreography nowadays, yeah. right? And and so what's what's your influence? I'm sorry. What's your opinion, Guru, on his influence of martial arts and fight choreography in Hollywood today? Okay. Oh. Let's start. Let's start from the beginning. Master Angel Cabalis uh, showed Eskrima for the first time with Leo Fong. In a movie called Tiger's Revenge, mm. so you have to go and find out. Maybe some clips are on uh, YouTube. After okay. that, uh, this is what happened uh, in 1986, August 30 and 31st. I went to my first uh, exposure to Filipino martial arts, and there was a seminar by Master Dan Inasanto and Richard Bustillo and. Wow. Tempo, oh, and wow. another wow. person who's the uh, Jiu-Jitsu guy, the white guy, very tall. Uh, what's his name? I'm forgetting. He, he was there and they had two two-day seminar in which I uh, he, I found out about Master Kabbalis. He, that he's nearby to me because I, I, I used to work in San, San Silicon Valley. Anyway, okay. uh, what happened was that I'll tell you this what happened. When in the early days, the, America has very good karate because early, early karate that came here came through the Kempo version came through James Mitose. Mitose was a spy and he was accused of murder and he was sent to San Quentin prison where from oh. the prison cell he taught Kenpo karate, I think, to the guard standing outside. Mm. And then his student, mm -hmm. I think Rick Alemani is a student in San Francisco. Uh, I met in the 1980s. He uh, opened a school. But anyway, there are so many now. And of course, Ed Parker also. So this is how karate came. And other at that time, in the 60s and 70s, karate was authentic. When you went to a martial arts school, you didn't say, oh, I'm, I'll register 600 bucks. The teacher didn't care. You had right. to if you he accepted you, that was a privilege. He didn't yes. care if you sleep uh, hungry. He kept the original karate, and you could not. I did Kenpo also. I could not enter the school until I did 300 Makiwara, and then allowed to enter. And mm -hmm. I learned uh, Gojuryu a little bit from Aaron, Aaron Banks in New York. He was the same. In the whole class was silent. We just trained. Anybody who talked, he used to ask, why are you talking? What happened was one day, one guy, because times it was in Times Square, there's so many movies, and it's the heyday of the Kung Fu movies. Mm -hmm. One student made a mistake in the class. He said, Master, have you seen this Kung Fu movie? It's playing outside. And Aaron Banks was didn't like it. He told him to do 20 push-ups. There's no mm -hmm. place to talk about movies there inside the 
inside the school. So this was right. authentic karate. But when then this is what happened. The uh, some people got injured in the karate because karate is like clobbering, and they couldn't do any martial. So then, then Santo came in. Then Santo came in, and then Santo taught the uh, the study of the geometry of an incoming punch and a kick. You know, and wow. the hoop and everything. Everybody liked it because now they had confidence. So now mm -hmm. then then Santo's influence is in uh, guiding people towards a uh, geometric study. And that's what I think. And yeah. the influence on movies is less, you know why? Okay, so as far as Master Santos' influence in movies, uh, for me, you know, I'm like the outside guy, just go to, I'm too small to know, he knows better. But he, I know he made a very, he made very good, uh, I think one movie in Hong Kong. Of course, Hong Kong is number one in martial art movies. Mm -hmm. And they have got lot of ambience. In American movies, you have to make it. Uh, I don't know why, because maybe because of rules, or whatever. They have to make it so the American public doesn't seem strange. Anyway, Dan on a Santos movie I liked was was that Sharky's Machine. Sharky's Machine. Have you guys Sharky's heard of that? Sharky's Machine with Burt Reynolds. With Burt Reynolds. Have you guys heard of that? Whoa. No. Sharky's Machine. No, but yeah. He, he played a villain in that. He was very good. Top of the line. He shoots rather there also. And uh, Daniel Santo is so advanced. He's got so many things to show these American people who produce it. Mm. Not about the community, I'm saying. They, they are not used to this. They, they, they have parties, they drink with women and whatever. They don't know the study of Daniel Santo that he has in him. So uh, these are all idiots. And uh, another thing I want to say is you have a huge future, Victor, and all your friends here because you are bringing the martial arts. Uh, you have a new idea of making martial arts stories and, uh, and God willing, you will do it. And I know you are trained in uh, Eskrima and Silat. You have a huge fear because there's a huge people here in Europe, in Asia, waiting for such a movie that you're planning. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, thank Guru. you. And, thank and you. Um, Guru, um, Joe and Omar, uh, they are very big fans of, of the film. Joe's Filipino. And, yeah. and Omar, yeah. Omar is, is mixed. He's a small and he's, he's uh, you know, we're all, that's what we call this darker cat Asians. We appreciate the Southeast Asian martial arts. And, and that's why we're so intrigued by Filipino martial arts. As well mm -hmm. as um, Silat, of course, you know my background, Silat, and and Joe, ironically, has has Joe. I don't know if you want to say. I, yeah. I wanted to ask you something. So, so Guru Khalid, I'm a fan of your work. I really love the wealth of knowledge that you have, and even just now, I didn't know all those things. You're talking about Danny Santo, Leo Fong, Richard Bastillo. These are people who cross hands with Bruce Lee. So you have met, you cross hands with the people who cross hands with like the you know, legends and you, you yourself are amazing. And I don't know if you remember this, Guru, but in 2013, I actually, I learned from you um, very briefly. Um, it was a class in the summer of 2013. You probably don't remember me. It's a short Filipino guy. And, and it was with uh, your student, Tristan and Nico. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, was it in Hollywood in a park? In a yes, yes. <laughs> Long time wow. ago. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I remember. Yes, yes. 
Yeah. Christian went to work wow. as a stuntman. Yeah. 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 Good for him. Yeah. He was very talented. Everyone you trained is talented. I was doing an internship at the time, but it was great to, to learn from you, um, you know, in those early days. And I just remember your form is so good. Your form and your speed uh, was amazing. So I know firsthand, you know, um, that you really know your stuff. And I'm just honored to be here uh, with you. Right. Thank you. I want to explain the method of the Grandmaster Angel Cabalis was mostly one-to-one training. Mm -hmm. And his, his, he was very uh, uh, particular and strict about his counter system, which is uh, only up to the forearm. No abanicos, no figure eights. He said you can always go home and learn yourself all the flashy stuff. But he put emphasis on the blocking system, which is like uh, uh, close range, rather range, it's like a, like analogy to Wing Chun. If you change Wing Chun, you maybe can still uh, fight eight people, but if you cannot fight Yip Man, because Yip Man adheres to the all the gates and everything, he'll find a hole in your fighting. Do you understand this? Yeah, yeah it makes sense, yeah. So, Angel's blocking system was based on not the attacking because you can attack anyway. All the attacks are, are valid. It could be a dumb attack. It could be an advanced attack. Angel's art starts after the opponent has blocked you because after the opponent has blocked you and he's going to the uh, he's doing his attack. That's when the play starts because you flow with his attack. So all Eskrima is actually based on defending against a counter. Mm -hmm. You understand me? Yes. starts yeah. uh, when the opponent has blocked you. But ah. what about attacking in Eskrima? You can attack as you want. The baseball, bat, stick, or whatever. The weapon doesn't matter. Or you shoot. You can attack as much as you want. But when the other guy blocks you and you your head is open or some part of it, then you block his block. So Eskrima is based on blocking the block. It is a very mm -hmm. advanced uh, three-second art. Eskrima is only for three seconds. All these efforts to turn it into a tournament is uh, not the real Eskrima. You don't need that Eskrima fundamental counter system. Actually, for stick fighting, you'll be very good in the tournament if you knew Taekwondo. I'm telling you, Taekwondo is a very good and healthy art. This wow. is mainly for three-second fight against pirates coming to your boat in the Visayas, and it's a close range. Ice cream has close range because there's no place to move on the boat. And mm, you have right. to fight. Do you understand? You have to fight three seconds. You have to disable uh, uh, the opponent and fight. So it's right. based and on forearm. It has, the girl. flow is missing. Master, listen. Yes. The flow is misread, mistaken by people. Just flowing a stick in the air doesn't mean, oh, this is a Kali flow. No, the flow is when the opponent strikes you, you block him, and then he, right in the middle, he changes the angle. Mm. Then you block his secondary, uh, immediately you uh, you are able to block his secondary strike because in advanced Eskrima, the first strike is straight. So if I give you strike number one, you uh, start to block, I immediately turn to strike number seven or number two. And you 
if you are good in extrema, you will be able to block my secondary strike. That is called flow. Flow doesn't mean doing Senawali. Hmm. Okay. I see. Yeah. Guru. Guru, I got Go ahead, Omar. Yeah. Uh, I, had a, I had a question too. I was, I was um, just starting my journey in the Taekwondo this year. Um, that's funny Who's you it? mentioned this. This is Ariu or Omar. Okay. okay. I was just, I just started my journey into the Taekwondo this year. And I learned some moves myself, but like, I'm actually going to take Taekwondo traditionally. And he said that it's a good sport or a good martial art to get into. What is it? Is it, what is it about? Because like, if you think about it, uh, Salatin is more about hands. I mean, most people think of Salatin as Ima, think about hands. And not about chicken. Well, Taekwondo is more about chicken. If you go to the outside gate of Eskrima, any, or say, Sila, mm -hmm. is the sound okay? Yeah. Yes. Okay. If you go to the outside gate, that's where Sila starts. If you parry my fist, you go to, uh, to my, outside my right arm. That's where Chilat closer in Chilat starts. Then you can take my leg out or whatever, or you can go behind me, put me in a hole. So Chilat oh, okay. is like second semester of Krima. It's all the same. Remember, when <laughs> no matter what style it is, if I am attacking in Taekwondo, I come close or whatever, and we come close, we mm -hmm. all go into Wing Chun and Sarada range. Do you understand? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. So when we are that close, it's all strike angle. But I could have a different uh, martial art when I'm uh, eight feet away from you. But when I come right in your face, it's either Winchon or Tanada or Balintavak. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. You mentioned the outside, you know, and, and I think that's where a lot of some martial arts kind of relate is doing damage on the outside, getting blocking or parrying and cutting an angle. And I think maybe there's a connection there between um, Silat, Eskrima and, and Taekwondo because, you know, Taekwondo, it's traditionally looked at, especially in the Olympics, you know, the, they say that's the watered down version is back and forth, you know, forward, back. But really when you cut an angle, that's how you can avoid a lot of the front kicks, the side kicks, and then and get one of your own. I'm wondering the maybe... Point, because yes. the guy has got another point coming from the left arm. He can be standing outside, will be hit. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think too, um, uh, with, with, with the Escriba, with Guru Khalid had mentioned, guys, is the, um, is the counter for counter, right? Because... In, in, in any martial arts in the traditional uh, uh the martial we learn right is or or these these empowering martial arts um that when uh if someone does something you you attack first but what happens when they counter it that's where we get stuck and then that's where that's the, right. everybody gets injured because right. they don't know how to proceed from there and it's always one powerful strike and one powerful block but if the other guy is very fast and the first strike is a fake how you continue to the second position yes Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Unless we um, have got Kubat, unless we have got good Chisau, how are you going to do it? Right. Because and you and, don't and, perceive and, the second position. Yeah, and guys, Hubad and, and Chisau are, 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 are energy drills that, that we'll, we could talk about later. 
But what happens is in a screamer never involves both hands. The left is always near the face, so that in case the opponent comes beyond your stick, you have the secondary blocking system, which is the left hand to pass him and to protect your skull. It never involves both hands like in Wing Chun because then that's how all Wing Chun people get hit in the face when they're doing Chi Sao. In a screamer, you keep one hand behind, that's the left hand, and you only use right hand weapon. But if you say, uh, you block me and you are going to hit me for 45 degree angle, I have got my left hand still there to protect my skull. Hey, Guru Khaled, I have a question. This is uh, Ryu. Yes, sir. Omar. Um, I know you're, you're no stranger to the film industry. Do you have any, uh, you know, tell the viewers, listeners about your background experience in the training and past work in the industry? In the film industry? industry? Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's all I'm doing. I'm teaching extras. And I'm teaching, uh, I just taught five uh, film stuntmen. One, 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 two of them were from my films for Sesi in a non martial art movie. But uh, I taught them in Pasadena and in Chinatown uh, for past two years. And one was an, an X Men. He, uh, he was a stuntman there. And, uh, and uh, and I thought, yes, I thought uh, uh, two people, one one guy who appeared in Jason Statham's movie, but these are just oh, wow. oh, yeah. Jason Statham, the hero right. is you when you fall down that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Guru Khalid, um, so um, I think what Omar was alluding to was um, I had mentioned, you had mentioned as well, too, that you are no stranger to the film industry. You, you have actual film background as far as, I believe, a cinematographer or uh, a director of photography. Uh, yes, independent film. Independent, independent film. Films, I was yeah. only assistant cameraman, independent film. And this is what I learned. Uh, how to photograph somebody walking like you do from the leg upwards. Mm -hmm. How to photograph, uh, how to uh, use the camera to, to, to film somebody thinking or somebody turning. Like everything is small, small. You have to master, especially you have to master the background. Mm -hmm. And the color coordination and the light follow following on the on the actor and the weather. You have to master the weather. Nobody right. talks about weather. Is it sun? Is it night? Is it foggy? Is it rainy? And the sound. Is it there's some sound behind or is it just sound of uh, ruffling of uh, leaves or, or closing of doors? It's so you have to do a. PhD on all these small things. It's not glamorous. Ah, okay. Sarada and Wing Chun, if you're on a show, you cannot show flat. Flat means the, the camera at the same height because the other arm is obscured by the arm that's in front of the camera. So you have to put the camera like 30 degree or 45 degree above or more too close to the ground occasionally for some shots so the viewer can see the action of both arms. Mm. I see. You understand me? Yeah. If, if I was to photograph you doing T-Sau, say with Joe or, or with Omar, uh, just standing flat, we'll never be able to see your other arm. 
I see. Because of pure, because it's a, it's a close range. So close range fighting should be filmed at 45 degree angle above, looking downwards, or uh, from floor upwards. What do you I think? See. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And and um, Guru, um, you mentioned the technicality of, of, of and 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 really uh, gave us a, a, a an encyclopedia of the Filipino martial arts and, and to detail. Um, I want to I want to go. I want to ask you more of a general question. Um, obviously, Filipino martial arts and and the Southeast Asian martial arts, Silat and what have you, are being are are are. It's more popular now in America and and every the rest of the world besides Southeast Southeast martial arts. What makes it so attractive, you think? And 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 and, and to ask you a question, what are some parts that don't work? If you have, if if you care to share. Okay, this is what first must understand the, as far as cinema is concerned. In cinema, the mistake these people make in America will make your uh, seal art or whatever go out the window when people are watching, they won't even be looking. The mistake is that you don't start a fight scene right away. You have to build it up. It's like a cowboy film, say like a gunfight film. You have to build up with the characters to a expectation and a suspense, and then you start the fight. You don't start fight right away. People cannot look at it. The eyes get tired. You can have the, your best scenes there. So what happens is that you uh, you you build it up as as the, as the movie starts. You have to build it up, introduce the characters, and take it up, take it up, take it up until the fight scene comes, and then you have to shoot it so it's technical and. Especially, I completely advise you just listen to me. Do not make your movie like a music television video. No jumpy camera, no quick editing. Show everything clean as the technique starts, the technique finishes, like Bruce Lee did. Look, when Bruce Lee fights Chuck Norris, you can see every technique they're doing because yes. he keeps the camera at medium to close uh, length, right? And right. shows everything Bruce is doing, everything Chuck Norris is doing without jumpy camera, without editing, without putting rap music behind it. Do you understand me? Yes. So if you want to follow me, uh, you're going to be, you know, as you have to do this so that you can bring it to the public's eye can see it. Because if the eye is not involved, then they have not not watching. They have to, you have to make them sit inside the movie by making suspense, and then the way you use the camera as a pen to write the movie on the screen. Mm. You should know the language of cinema. Very true. Very That's true. true. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of detail that comes with like fight cinematography, and I love that you come from both because not everybody has that both real martial arts experience and real you know choreography, and then also filming it. But um, I have to ask you, I know that you um, have had decades of real martial arts experience, and I'm just wondering, you know, have you ever had to use it on a street fight, and if so, yeah. like what worked? Can you tell us a little I bit about? I got defeated also. Let, let me uh, say one thing more. Okay. When you sure. film, uh, this is important. So I have to say. When, uh, say, Victor wants to, uh, he's got a script, and I can see from here, I can adapt some something, something. So uh, you cannot have dialogue in it all the time. 
you have to put visual in it only and silence and you have to underscore it with small sounds like sound of the shoe or a chair or a or a distant uh, car going and you have to keep everything silent not if, even if, if two people are talking you can have the other guys just erase his dialogue keep him silent and let the people absorb the answer absorb everything you cannot have dialogue all the time what mm. happens in like movies there is dialogue people keep talking 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 and that erase everything it's not like this it's, you have to it's uh, writing through the camera you know and you have to take you cannot make it exactly like the screen play you have to take some dialogue out and make silence and then the public will watch closely to understand what happened and this you generate suspense now uh, the, now when you write a story you start uh, 3/4 of the way you should not do anything except introduce people and then you should destroy the story because when you destroy the story and have everybody go against smash against each other that's where you create the drama you understand me yes yes the, the drama has to be created you know so first you introduce it like look, go back to stanley kubrick at 2001 he's uh, or space odyssey when it starts it's a boring it's, a, it's got procedural scenes you know what a procedural uh, astronaut is sitting and eating and all eating the meal and looking at uh, the tv procedural or his is it outside the door or something and halfway through it becomes a suspenseful because one of the, the major robots computer on the spaceship revolts against them and wants to kill the astronaut see say how it started with suspense you know nowadays if they starting in 10 minutes the movie would be over because they don't <laughs> present build it so right. this is how you shouldn't start your movie like did you did you see steve mcqueen's bullet that was the first yeah, car chase movie Right. so what happened was in the beginning the three fourth of the movie or half the movie is just procedural you must put procedural scenes like he's writing a police report or he's visiting something or walking or going in an elevator and you try to figure out why is the movie is a story no they are just holding you and then all of a sudden there is a car chase and then movie doesn't let go it's got gunfights and car chase do you understand me yeah Yeah. You have to capture the. This is called visual. Say visual. Speak up. Visual. Visual. Yeah. Articulate. Say articulate. Articulate. Fluency. 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 Visual articulate fluency. Everybody together. Visual articulate fluency. Wow. Yes. because the eye you are teaching the eye to watch if the eye does not go and sit inside and follow the camera mm. you mm. haven't got the person so it is more than you, you can have very good martial art but how you going to film it is the one that's going to make your movie because you're telling a story you understand yes so, sir yes sir language of cinema and language this is programming okay in a good sense you know you have to catch the person with the first scene it's eyes so you forget everything sitting in a common conscious right looking so what happens is this is very important this called programming of uh, through the medium film uh, to catch the eye 
but this has been used in two more instances. It, it, this same programming that a film director likely will know or knows already is always being used by politicians and by religious leaders. They can get 100,000 people of one country to attack 100,000 people of another and kill 27,000 without anybody knowing anybody. So they right. only three or four or 15 people on top in Iran or America or Saudi Arabia or wherever, or in Germany, or Russia or China, can get 100,000 or so people killed. And these dumb people don't understand that they are being manipulated by the politician or the religious leader saying that uh, this religion is opposed to God wants us to kill that those people and the other guys is also this is the same religious leader, the politician and the filmmaker. They all three know how the human mind works, but the filmmaker doesn't kill anybody. The filmmaker is opposite. The filmmaker establishes uh, civil right and free speech in a society, all societies that are with monarchy or, or dictatorship order have no cinema. Only free societies have cinema. And of course, in that cinema, there's a big range. Some movies are good, uh, good intentions. Some movies, you know, are made to invoke different. But, and then the third type of movies, the documentary. Of course, there are these three sectors, you know. But right. you don't have two things in your country. Your country is does not exist on the map. Number one is cinema, which tells everybody from far what the uh, state of civil rights is for the men and women and how they live in that country. Number two is tourism. You cannot have tourism if you don't have cinema. We would like to graciously thank Guru Khalid Khan for coming on to our show. Uh, Guru. Um, has been uh, such a blessing of, uh, in my life and my martial arts journey uh, being he was the first one again to expose me to the Filipino martial arts uh, Guru um, thank you for sharing your wealth of knowledge um, in not only the Filipino martial arts but also in martial arts and as well as um, the advice um, from your experiences um, in filmmaking so, on behalf of Omar and Joe, I'm Victor. We are the Darker Tanned Asians, signing off.